Welcome to In Season, where we explore the farms, gardens, and wild spaces of the lower Columbia Pacific region. I am one of your hosts, Teresa Retzloff. And I'm Jessica Schleif. And we are here today to talk about late summer. Yeah, we're going to talk about the season the that season, we're in. Which is, is this late summer? Yeah, I guess it's, it's like, summer. I don't know. When, well, when does fall start? Fall starts sometime in August, technically. Technically, though, it I mean, feels like some of these last seasons like our summers just go on forever well i feel a little bit like it's almost like you know when a when a film and the soundtrack get out of sync <laughs> you know it feels sort of like wait technically it's summer but it feels like spring and now it's yeah. fall but it's summer and yeah. we're not quite there like what the calendar is saying may not be actually what's happening outside but um but but there are some kind of universal things that you can't do anything about such as hours of daylight Yes. Um, the way the earth moves around the sun and the angle <laughs> of the sun and the day is getting shorter. And those are all things that are that are going to affect how plants um, act and how we act Yes. Uh, around our plants. And so, um, y- you know, you can't stop it. I, I always like to... What do you mean? The summer can't go on forever to you? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> as far as sorry. temps, though. As far as temps. Yeah, I mean, we can still have time. a lot of... We can still have a lot of warm days, but I feel like we've been having some pretty cool nights. We have. And That's why I'm h- halting out hope that we're still going to have some more summer. I, you know, I, I, there's definitely been, I, there's been years when I've just, you know, thought we're doomed. It's not going to happen. And then October yes. is amazing, yeah. Yeah. but, but still with cooler nights and shorter days. And so even though it still feels like summer, um, your plants know that it's fall. And they know that, and they'll start to act accordingly. But you can still eke out a lot more um, goodness and harvest and work in your gardens um, and on your farms in these months. It's true. And also planning, planning for some of our fall plantings, the things that are going to take us into the fall and 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 early winter. Yeah, Um, and I still feel like people here don't really take advantage of this amazing climate that we have and that kind of... You know, September, October, November, and even into December can be an amazing time for production in your garden. Mm-hmm. Our our first real killing frosts, like the frosts that really knock out the tender stuff, usually happen sometime mid-November. And mid-November is also when our hours of daylight go below, oh man, don't quote me on this, but I think it's 11 hours yeah. a day. And that is just a trigger for plants to stop growing. Yep. And yeah. so, I mean, there's, again, nothing you can do about that unless you want to put grow lights on your entire garden, which would be a little bit, a little cost prohibitive. No, but we can get things rooted in mm-hmm. and going. Mm-hmm. And, um, if, and you, if you get them up to a good size yeah, by mid-November. Then you're harvesting kale. Absolutely. In, in, in the yeah. fall. Yeah. And a lot of fall crops. I mean, there's, you know, kale is sort of ubiquitous here, but, you know, chard. Mustard greens, mm-hmm. lettuces, cabbage, Napa cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower is a great fall crop. Um, one of the best discoveries I've made in recent years is um, that purple sprouting broccoli. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's something you plant like late summer, early fall, and it actually doesn't start producing until next March. So it's a really long season. 
and it's the weirdest plant. It's it's almost like a little broccolini. Yeah. I can't quite figure it out, but it, it, it does. But it was just an amazing it, producer. Yeah, it doesn't produce a head of broccoli, or maybe like the, like a small, small head. It, more like the Rob's, but but so many it and was, such a beautiful color yeah. and very tasty. It was so productive. Really prolific. Yeah, so definitely look out for that. You could start seed from it now. You'll probably so what, be... what things, Teresa, would you put in the ground now as starts and what things would you think about seeding like I'm thinking about seeding um, lettuces Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about seeding beets and carrots well um, carrots you would direct seed we do a lot of beets as transplants but you can transplant or direct seed depending well things that we're sowing right now are you know a lot of those fall brassicas that I just mentioned um, cabbage napa cabbage broccoli Purple sprouting broccoli, kale, chard, and and mustards. when you say you're sowing those, are you sowing those into flats, or you're sowing them directly into the ground, or you're you're sowing them into flats and making starts and then putting them in the ground? Um, all of the above, yeah. depending on the plant. <laughs> um, a lot of them, we I sow them in uh, little plug trays or or starts uh, like open flats, and then pop them on into four packs or six packs if we're going to sell them. Or sometimes I pop them on into six packs to get them to a bigger size before we pop them out or plant them out into the farm beds. And that's just because I mean, and people will find this in their home garden too. You've got your summer crops. Yep, right now, exactly. and you're kind of waiting for those to be done, and so it's a little bit of a of a, a shuffle, a shuffling things around. You're waiting for one crop to be done before you pull it out and put your fall crop in. And definitely, if you are pulling plants out and then replanting with fall crops, be be mindful to reamend, put out fresh fertilizer, mm-hmm. add new compost, because the crop that's been growing there all summer long will have you know pulled a lot of the nutrients out of that soil. And with the continued watering that mm-hmm. we're doing, and that that brings up a really great thing to think about this year, uh, or this time of year, which is renewing your mulch. Yeah, renewing your mulch, um, especially your squashes. Some of these things that mm-hmm. that really would be happy with a little extra right now. Yeah, um, mounding mulch around them to, yeah. to keep in the moisture. Yeah, and... August can just be really dry, and even if we do get rainfall, it's usually like the kind of rain we've been having is that real misty, fine yeah. rain. That... Is this fog? Is this rain? I don't know. And Did it... it soak into the soil more than a quarter inch? Not if we're lucky. even. <laughs> I know. I think I looked at my rain gauge from this last round of rain, and it was like point zero. Yeah. Five of an yeah. inch, so it's like not. You can hear it though, and you think it's raining. Yeah, you feel it. You hear it dripping off your gutters, yeah. but it's not enough to, for you to not water. And so that's that's something to think. You know, Ter- Teresa, you're using a, mm-hmm. a moisture meter, but home gardeners can use the the finger moisture mm-hmm. meter, and and really moving the surface, moving the surface of your pots, moving the surface of your plant rows. Mm-hmm. Um, also, checking your compost pile. Yep. What's going on with your compost pile? Because if your compost pile is dry, it's not going to be functioning. Nothing and is happening. sometimes that seems so crazy, but I'm watering compost yeah, right now. Yeah, you got to water your compost and keep it wet too. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I th- and I think also thinking about the time of day that you water, we were just um, looking at our favorite book. The, yes. The, we were... the, the Maritime, Pacific Maritime, no, the. It's the Tilth Guide to the Pacific Maritime North. West. It's got such a long oh, name. Oh, it does. Why can't we should get, we should come up with an acronym for this? I don't. Maritime Northwest Garden Guide. Okay. Maritime Northwest Garden Guide. It's it's uh, <laughs> put out by Seattle Tilth, and if you don't have a copy of this book, it's it's just like a, a it looks like a large thick magazine. And it and it's a planning calendar for year round mm-hmm. organic gardening month and by it's month. Just, oh, it's so, so good. It's so handy. I mean, if if you only had one gardening book. 
for our region, I would say this could yeah. get because you Because it's specifically for our region. And I know mm-hmm. when I was a younger gardener, I'd read a lot of things that just didn't yeah. make any sense for our region. Mm-hmm. And, and having something that's put out specifically for our region. Is yeah. And it does have some nice month by month, like things to sow, things to plant, you know, chores to do this time of year. And yeah. so August is definitely, you know, thinking about watering. Um, and so there's some... Some plants that you, like, do you water in the morning? Do you this water is so, at night? This is so interesting because, you know, I, I know as a gardener, you you don't want to water in the heat of the day, mm-hmm. um, that you want to water. And why in, don't you want to water in the heat of the well, day? Well, it's going to evaporate. It what is? other things? Well, and, and getting... Go ahead. Well, the yes, sunburn. If sunburn. you got if you got mm-hmm. water on the leaves, but I am often trying to not overhead water many of my plants. But if and you but if you didn't know that, and and what's hard, I think a lot of times when people when it's a hot hot day, you go out and your plants are looking limp. You know, if if you have mm-hmm. leafy greens in the mm-hmm. garden, they can really thinking, start to droop and, oh, and no. you start to panic, and water them like crazy and. Number one, if you're watering in the heat of the day, it, you're right. It's Sunburn. a lot of it's going to evaporate, and you're not going to really get that sort of soil saturation. But when the leaves get wet, especially for the tender greens like lettuces, yeah. that the water on the leaves acts as like a lens, mm-hmm. and it can cause burn on the leaves. And so, it's another reason to not water them. And sometimes plants droop in the heat of the day; they're not dying. It's just a trigger pressure thing that they are trying yeah. to protect themselves. And then what you'll see is that by the end of the day, as soon as the sun goes down, they they perk right back up again. So don't freak out, <laughs> unless you really haven't watered your garden in a week, in which case maybe freak out a little bit. But uh, and, what are but the water, dirt? Yeah, water the soil, not <laughs> the plants. What are the dirt, not yeah. the plants? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But something and, we were just mm-hmm. reading that was so interesting. Um, I had never thought about breaking down crops. Which ones you water in the morning? Which, which ones, ones you, water? you might water in the morning and which ones you might water in the evenings. And we just read this in the Tilth Guide and I found it so interesting that the cooler weather crops. Mm-hmm. Like spinach or lettuce or your mm-hmm. greens. That, that they that maybe watering those in the morning. No, those were no, the those were the evening ones. Those were the evening ones to cool. I was just thinking, I'm not going to be able to remember this. To, that those are the evening ones to water because um, it's bringing the soil temperature down, mm-hmm. cooling it down, cooling it because they like cooler and they weather. like cooler mm-hmm. weather. Whereas, go ahead and say the other part. <laughs> the, well, heat-loving crops like tomatoes or peppers or um, uh, cucumbers or things like that, mm-hmm. that if you water those in the morning and watering only at the base of the plants, do not get their leaves wet because none of them like getting no, their leaves wet. No, But watering at the base of the plants is better for them. And I didn't even think about this, but they were saying how like the when you water, water the, the soil. Dirt, it makes it darker. And darker soil absorbs heat more. What? Hello? I know. How long, we, how long between us have we? We've been gardening, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't it's even so think fun. about that. This tilt guide's so good. I know. See? It's so cool. And I've read that guide so many times. Clearly, I've been skimming some parts of it thinking, oh, yeah, I already know all of that. So I, it's lovely to learn something new. And I feel yeah. like I learned something new. Now, I mean, at, at our farm, we use a lot of drip irrigation. And so, um, and I really advocate that for people. If you if you can figure it out, drip irrigation is great to use in a garden, um, especially if you don't have time to stand there and hand water everything. Mm-hmm. But it also is a great way to just deliver that water straight to the root zone. Um, you're, you're not worried about it getting on the leaves because it's not spraying water anywhere. And um, so it can be a really effective way of 
keeping your crops watered. If you have a watering system, you can put it on a timer so it can go off at different times mm-hmm. of day. And that is something in the at the farm where you have mm-hmm. the rows. Everything yeah. is in rows, and that is so easy with the drip irrigation. Yeah. And you're using drip irrigation. Mm-hmm. You're not using soaker hoses. Yeah. So Which. it's it's different, but if you have a home garden, I mean, sometimes hand watering is just what you need to do. You can sometimes run soaker hoses through parts of your garden mm-hmm. beds, and that can really help. I mean, even if it's just a, a, a soaker hose that you run through your garden beds, and then you, um, I'm sorry, that was my phone. I apologize. <laughs> I thought I had the volume off. <laughs> sorry. Um, so if you uh, then just like hook your hose up to it, or hook yeah. uh, hook it up to a faucet, and then you can maybe be over here watering your containers while the rest of your garden is also getting watered. And the hawkers. The hoker says this is soaker hoses. <laughs> How tired are we these days? We are a little tired. It's our season. Oh, I, know. I know. The soaker hoses um, are really a lot more effective if they're they're buried with mm-hmm. the soil. Yeah, so not on the surface not of the soil, the but surface. slightly buried. So they're really, if you're going to do a soaker hose, you want to put it out in the beginning of the season when you're first planting, where there's a lot of exposed mm-hmm. soil, and then burrow it. Try and be careful with digging around your soaker hoses. And your drip tape <laughs> because you can you very easily put a yeah, put a fork through I've them. I've done and it over and over. I know. I always I find that out when I turn my irrigation system on and I suddenly see this fountain. I usually like, know it in the, the gardens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I yeah. just put that through their irrigation system. <laughs> I don't realize it. I realized it. I was har- I clearly harvesting lettuce in this one area and and put my harvesting knife through my drip irrigation tape and then the next time Some I turned excitement. it on well and sometimes I don't realize it because I'll just turn the irrigation on and then walk in and be doing other things and I'll come back an hour later going oh great this little fountain going on over there <laughs> got to go deal with that so it's you know how do you do your repairs how do I do my repairs uh-huh. um there are there are fittings where you cut out the damaged part and then there's like yeah. a little connector thing yeah, that you yeah. can put on you can I mean there's a there's a diminishing return you can only have so many of those repair things in a piece of drip tape until you need to Duct tape sometimes out. works on soaker hoses. <laughs> it can. For it absolutely term. can. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can repair these things. But just I think that the thing we're trying to say here, folks, is uh, pay attention to watering yeah. this time of year. Um, it does get very dry. And thinking about your water retention, thinking about building your soil. Mm-hmm. Thinking and that's about where mulch mulching. really does come into it. it um, because that, that nice layer of compost mulch on top of your beds will really help retain um, the moisture in the soil. And it's better for the plants. It helps with your soil texture. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you've got sandy soil or really clay soil, compost is going to be a great thing yeah, to apply Yeah, getting that now. organic matter in there Absolutely. will help. But, but yeah, but also thinking about fall, fall gardening, fall crops, fall flowers, you know, calendula, syrinthi, violas, I pansies. Know this is the time of year where we've got holes opening up in beds where mm-hmm. things are coming out in our perennial beds mm-hmm. or our flower gardens. Yeah. Um, I'm, I know I'm using a lot of nasturtium starts yep. to plug into holes. Absolutely. And you can, if you have the kind of garden like many of us do, where lots of things reseed, yes. um, you're basically growing your own plant starts. Yeah. So just have dig, them up, dig them up, up and move them around and yeah. fill in those holes. And that can be a great way to kind of keep that growing. And Cerinthia is a great, um, and, and Calendula as well, those guys will go and bloom Late, almost late, late, almost year. Yeah. But, you know, till it freezes hard, hard. And I've even had in protected areas of my garden, mm-hmm. I've had things go all the way through. And I love that idea of moving some of our self-sowers around. I know I edit a lot with the self-sowers. Do not be afraid to pull out 
mm-hmm. lots of these little babies and feed them into the compost pile or feed them to your chickens. Mm-hmm. Chickens. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so you you definitely need to think about those things. And and any weeding you can do right now. Yeah. I say with rolling my eyes and feeling tired because it's been a really wet year and um, we've had a lot of weed explosion this year and a lot of weeds. It's it's easy right now to be tired and just feel like oh, I just can't deal with it. But when you let those things go to seed. Yeah, trying to break that seed cycle. And it's so hard because they're so it's sneaky. So I know. Oh I know. Like, but each season, each season, we just go after it and try yeah. to really look at and and. The same, it's going to help. Th- yes. And the same thing we do in the spring with the pop weeds or some of those things where we prioritize. Mm-hmm. We look into our garden and we prioritize who's going to seed right now. I'm going to go through and just weed these guys if mm-hmm. that needs to be. You yeah. you only have a certain amount of time. Yeah. Just go the after the things seed. that yeah. are going to seed. Um, go back in there again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and think about it too, because this is something that took me a while to learn, and and to, you know, to my to my cost, um, with things like some of the thistles, if they've formed a flower, yes, if yeah. you pull it out and just drop it on the ground, that flower will continue to to mature, depending on where it is in its cycle. They it can, can still mature and go to seed, yeah. and so just dropping it on the ground is not yeah. unless it has. Not started to flop, uh, form flowers at yeah. all. That's something that I would pick up and put it in a trash bag. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like throwing organic matter into trash bags, but there are some weeds. That... We can also burn these things. But um, this is not a good time of year to burn things. True. Unless you have a burn barrel. We could solarize them, but still that seed thing might happen. I know. So yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. I know we're doing it. It's just hard. Sometimes, I, yeah. But again, if you if you're staying on top of it and you're trying to get those weeds when they're just leaves, and you can break that seed cycle, you'll still have some blow really? in. It, it can happen. Tell it's me that hard. Again. I know just it's tell hard me out there. Oh. It's hard out there though because because seriously, weeds could blow in from other places. Well, and they do. And yeah. I think it's just just trying to pay attention to it and don't beat yourself up about it. But just try and make yourself do that every once in a while. It, it's such a great feeling when. You've approached a real weedy patch in your garden, and then you do a good cleanup and look at it again. Put down some fresh mulch, yeah. and it feels so good. Your plants feel better. Um, everything just like it can breathe again. There's space and room, and that's a good, good feeling. So some of the things um, I know we've just gone through garlic harvest. Mm-hmm. And think so about thinking well, about storage too. Thinking about storage uh, for things that are like that. Um, you want a like a, a cool, dry, out of direct sunlight place mm-hmm. to store crops like that. To store root vegetables. If you're growing any pumpkins or winter squash, I mean we're still months out for harvest for those guys, yeah. but. But just thinking but ahead. thinking about the space, where mm-hmm. you might put those things, where you might well, be able to lay out your, like, laying out. Mm-hmm. And we're really kind of past the garlic harvest now. But but knowing that you, you're going to need a little space to lay things out. Possibly I lay mine out on sheets to mm-hmm. dry before I do the bunching and put them into the basement. But it's also not too early to think about where are you going to plant next year's crop. Yeah. And I think getting beds ready, if you want to grow garlic, usually it starts to become available to purchase garlic seed um, September, October, Mm -hmm. depending Mm -hmm. on where you're getting it from. And uh, so think about getting some beds ready, clear some bed space, amend it really well. Garlic is in the ground for a long time, usually planted in the fall and you harvest it the following summer. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's it's feeding from that soil for a long time. And I think we just had our I think our most successful garlic crop ever. And we had amended the soil really well and then put down a nice uh, fluffy layer of manure. Yeah. And pretty much planted directly into that, and I'm, I'm totally doing that again. It was yeah. great. <laughs> um, so, so clearly, garlic responds to being well fed, well amended. Cotton seed meal is mm-hmm. a good compost mulch. Yeah. Um, some people mulch with straw to to protect the bulbs um, for from winter cold. But I will say we didn't do that this last year, and I think that might be another reason why we had a good crop because uh, the the straw can really attract slugs. It it can attract slugs, and the other thing that I've seen with that is it. It can be a nitrogen suck. Mm-hmm. It can, yeah. and you're not having it on there long enough to do a complete decomposition. So. Yeah. I mean, sadly, I think with our winters becoming milder, thank you, climate change, yeah. um, th- the need for a thick mulch in the winter maybe isn't as much. Yeah. But, I mean, those are those are just things to think about now. And I, I feel like a lot of times late summer, early fall, we all get caught up in that kind of crazy, like, whoa, there's so much happening. It's, so much you know, to harvest, so many berries to process. Lots of things to make jam, make yeah. pickles, make jam, make pickles. You can freeze things, people. You can freeze things. I know, it's I mean, true. Not cucumbers, but. Well, <laughs> no, but, but I, I think it does just become this time. And it's, it's kind of fascinating because I, this time of year, I do just get so exhausted and and tired because there's so much going on and it just feels like I'm like and there is so much maintenance there is but it's also like it's also such a beautiful time of year Mm. I mean things are just at their peak there's so much abundance are we going to talk about slowing down now no well (laughs) those moments maybe it's only five minutes but taking the time to really yeah just appreciate how beautiful it is I mean it the the, it's just it is a gorgeous time of year here I I mean, flowers are incredible, blooming, you know, birds are out, the bees are out, everything's going crazy. I mean, and it is this kind of crazy time because everything's trying to produce as much as possible to reproduce. I mean, Uh everyone's trying to pump out as much as they can to set seed, you know, it's time to reproduce. And um, the abundance is is a little overwhelming, but Mm -hmm. also kind of gorgeous, too. Yeah. So I do try. I am trying as I get older and <laughs> and just kind of can't keep that pace going anymore. Just trying to slow down. Yeah. And strategizing. Mm-hmm. Strategizing. But appreciate it, too. Just think about how beautiful it is. And, you know, take a Stretching walk through in the your garden. town. <laughs> yeah, going into that. the forest. <laughs> yep. Have a swim. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, just, just taking time to sit in your garden and appreciate yeah. all the hard work that you've done. Have some folks over for, for an evening dinner. You know, have a barbecue, have a picnic, um, take a nap, read a book, go for a walk in your town and, and look at all the beautiful gardens that are around in your neighborhoods. Maybe maybe strategize and go, ooh, I want to plant that plant. Or what's yeah. that? You know? And that's a, that's another, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I want to stay in just in this sentiment. But thinking thinking about looking at bulbs that are blooming now, I really thought about that the other day, bulb orders. Oh, yeah. And really thinking about just like our garlic ordering. That, mm-hmm. um, you want to think about, are you going to plant narcissus? Are you going to yeah. plant iris? Are you going to plant those things? Some of those things that you peonies. got to see during the year. The lilies always remind me of it because oh, the yeah. lilies are just going in the gardens right now and fragrant and beautiful and thinking about oh I'd like to have more of those and then you know going back to spring and thinking okay 
The crocus. Because the narcissi. Absolutely. Those are things that you need to plan ahead for if you want to have them in your garden. And so um, thinking about it now, fall is the time when you plant a lot of those bulbs. Think about, do you need to clear a bed for them? Do you need to clear some lawn for that? Do you need to amend? Where are you going to plant those Mm -hmm. things? Getting ready for it now, being able to plant those things, you know, October and then enjoy the abundance next spring. I'm saying this to myself as much as to all of you. <laughs> and it's okay if it um, doesn't happen. And it's okay if you just mm-hmm. order a couple things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. I always get overwhelmed with the seed catalogs and the bulb catalogs. And I think, uh, you know, the next thing I know, I've got a $400 order or something going, $500 order going. And then, you know, thinking, you know, I could just get some fritillaria bulbs and <laughs> a couple of those little species narcissus that I want. And yeah. and that's okay and, and totally okay for home gardeners to just add Absolutely. a couple each season. It's also a really good time to think about, because um, I know, and we'll probably talk about this in an upcoming show, but thinking about dividing your perennials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a great time for gardeners to get together and share plants. Yeah. Because this is a good time. I mean, and even sharing bulbs. If you have a huge stand of, of narcissus or something, you know, you can dig a few up and give some to a friend and exchange for some really cool perennial that they have that they're going to divide and give yeah. you. And it's a great time. The gleaning to... swapping. Absolutely. So I love that time of year. And I feel like it's something to be thinking about as well. Yeah. Um, and getting ready for like, okay, I've got to pull this one back. It's spread a lot. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to divide it. What am I going to do with those plants? Do I want to plant it more? So we're strategizing about that right yeah. now. But we're going to wait till the... A little bit of the wetness comes on. Yeah, Yeah, you don't want to be doing that now, but I think it's just a good time to be thinking about it. And also, sometimes I just taking photos of the places where I'm thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I used to do so much uh, writing about that, and I still do, and I still um, will put those Mm -hmm. things in a little garden journal. But it's, it's so easy these days to just pop a photo of that those daylily clumps that you need to mm-hmm. divide and you know exactly what color the blooms were and yeah and it's a good reminder it's also a great i mean it's, i feel shameless to be using a smartphone as my garden journal or my farm journal but i kind of do because it also helps me i can look back through photos and go oh that's when that was blooming yep. that's when i yep. pulled those things out that's when this was starting to produce and it can be a great record so sometimes just go around your garden you got your cup of coffee go around your garden take a bunch of photos and then you've got a, a date stamp on them, and yeah. it tells you these things. I, I have been using it for the same thing kind of unintentionally. Yay, technology. And just, yeah. I know. I can't complain about it. It helps. <laughs> I can still complain a little. Well, but. I know. <laughs> but we anyway, keep appreciating the things that it's giving us. We can appreciate it. I know. I'm trying to – gratitude. Feeling feeling grateful, even though I just mostly want to take a nap for about two weeks. Well, take that nap, too. I'm going to really try. <laughs> I'm going to really try. Anyway, it's – gosh, this has gone fast. Yes. Yeah. Always. So good. Um, great to chat with you. Yeah, good and, to see you. Uh, hope and everything's going well in everyone's gardens or as well as... Happy gardening. It can be expected. Happy summer. Yeah, enjoy these last yeah. last weeks of summer. And even though technically the calendar's going to say it's fall, it's still going to feel sort of summery, so... Have a nap in the garden. Yeah, savor it. <laughs> Have a nap for me, too. <laughs> Take one for all the farmers you know who cannot nap right now. We'll be napping in January. Yeah. That sounds good. And thank you, Dylan, for engineering. We always appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Coast Community Radio. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one. You, too. Bye. Bye.